Welcome to my podcast channel, where my views and opinions are my own, and is a different perspective on particular murderous events. This murder would come to be known across the country, and even reaching as far as the United States, as the murder of British backpacker Peter Falconio. I'm Matt Ballard, and this is Breaking Point. Peter Falconio lived in Hepworth, West Yorkshire, England. He was one of four sons. At the age of 24, he met Joanne Lees at a local nightclub. The following year, Lees and Falconio moved in together in Brighton, where Falconio was studying at the local university. On the 15th of November 2000, they embarked on a trip through Nepal, Malaysia and Southeast Asia, then off to Australia. Recent news of the Ivan Malak killings and Port Arthur massacre, which is covered in previous podcasts, began to worry their families. By mid-January 2001, they left on a road trip that would take them through Sydney, Canberra, Adelaide, Darwin and Brisbane. p.m. on the night of Saturday the 14th of July 2001. Joanne and Peter were travelling on the Stewart Highway bound for the Devil's Marbles in their recently purchased orange combi. Peter was driving and Joanne sat next to him in the passenger seat. Both had been conscious of a car that had been following him since the last stop at a roadhouse in Barrow Creek. However, when the vehicle, a white Toyota four-wheel drive with a green canopy drew alongside, The driver gestured excitedly at them to pull over. Peter stopped the van and went to speak with the man, who had pulled off the road ahead of them. The man explained he had seen sparks shooting out of the van's exhaust. When they went to the rear of the vehicle to investigate, Joanne moved into the driver's seat ready to rev the engine. She then heard a loud bang from the rear of the van, and moments later, the man was at the window brandishing a gun. climbed into the van and secured her arms behind her back with cable ties. She fought back when he tried to tie her feet and tape her mouth. She was then dragged to the man's vehicle and noticed the man had a dog. She feared the worst. Whilst he was allegedly moving Peter's lifeless body, she escaped into the bush. The man looked for her and passed her three times while she hid quietly. Once he left, she flagged down a road train driver at approximately 12.35am who took her back to Barrow Creek. The Alice Springs Police were called around 1.30am to collect evidence and testimonies. At around 4.20am, the police and the truck driver who aided in her rescue commenced a search for the body of Peter Falconio. Once they arrived at the scene, they discovered a dirt-covered pool of blood and the couple's combi van was hidden 80 metres into the scrub. It was eight hours later that the roadblocks were put in place at all exits of the district. Extensive police searches of the area in the following months revealed nothing except Joanne Lee's footprints. In the following days, Aboriginal trackers arrived and searched the area 
There they found no evidence of Peter Falconio nor the attacker. Due to the unusual nature of the attack and the lack of evidence, it took police some days to appreciate the significance of the crime. But in the wake of the backpacker case, the media were quick to sensationalise Lee's story as a story of survival against all odds. However, there was inconsistencies in Lee's statements and her demeanour in the following weeks shifted attention to the veracity of her version of the incident. The inconsistencies began to show these were similar to what happened in the Azaria Chamberlain case. A quarter of a million dollar reward was posted, but the only new evidence in the case was an unidentified male DNA trace on Lee's t-shirt and some related DNA on the cable ties and the combi gear stick. The man who would later be caught and found guilty of the murder of Peter Falconio was Bradley John Murdoch. In 1980, aged 21, Murdoch received a suspended sentence after being convicted of causing death by dangerous driving after hitting and killing a motorcyclist. In November 1995, Murdoch started a 21-month imprisonment for the 20th of August 1995 drunken incident of shooting at people who were celebrating at an Indigenous Australian football match in the remote Kimberley region of Western Australia. He was released after 15 months. In 2003, he was charged with seven counts of abduction and rape, but was also acquitted of these charges. Bradley John Murdoch was convicted of his murder on the 13th of December 2005. There has been a lot of mystery uh, about particular theories of uh, Peter Falconio and where is his body. Let's cross to Reddit and there is an article. Uh, Peter Falconio, mystery in Australia's outback. Despite there being a man incarcerated for the murder of Falconio, I do find this case to remain largely a mystery, including, but not limited to, the following reasons. And we'll talk about these as well. Nobody was ever found. Well, this is, this is correct. Um, no strongly identifiable murder scene was ever found. Forensics did not really point to a murder or serious crime having been committed. Only one pool of blood, which was said to be old blood, that even the insects chose to avoid. Possibility that blood was collected prior to dumping. Suspicious behaviour of Joanne Lees before the event. Having an affair, in brackets. Suspicious behaviour of Joanne Lees in the immediate aftermath. Witnesses at the house. She was first brought to describe her as ungrateful and somewhat bitchy. Arranging tomato lover when the media circus had blown over, wearing a cheeky monkey t-shirt to the press conference, etc. Inconsistent testimony of Joanne Lees, her initial description of the assailant 
slash Murdoch is very vague, yet she never mentioned his missing teeth, arguably one of the most memorable features of Murdoch. Now, I actually uh, had a look at the moon phase um, for this particular night. Um, 43% uh, was the moon, uh, which would have made it reasonably dark, especially to identify somebody by their facial features. Moving on. Conviction based on controversial low-count DNA. When the court never ruled out the strong possibility of Lees and Murdoch having gone to the same fast food restaurant earlier that day where some of his DNA may have transferred. Now, cynics might say that Lees planned this. Conviction based on tenuous CCTV footage from Alice Springs gas station. In my honest opinion, this location, even if it really is Murdoch in the footage, does not serve to incriminate him without a doubt. Murdoch's arch nemesis turned him into the police, who had been waiting for years to convict Murdoch of something. Convenient opportunity for police to lock up a petty criminal despite not having committed a murder. There's also been sporadic sightings of uh, Peter Falconio since 2001. Um, that's, yeah, there's also been uh, sightings of Elvis as well. Um, and also other, other, Michael Jackson is another one. Um, who knows? It, it, we have a very small gene pool in this world and uh, people, people look like other people. People look like celebrities. Um, or the tray pickup described by Joanne has never been found in all of Australia with direct passage from cabin to tray. Certainly this was not the design of Murdoch's truck. He literally spent hours researching this case with many different theories. Um, now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Murdoch resides in uh, Darwin, in the jail up there in a correctional centre. Um, he received life imprisonment, 28 years non-parole period, and he's 61 years old. He, uh, his occupation was previously a mechanic and truck driver and he also admitted in court that he used to smuggle large amounts of cannabis. He also began to display white supremacist ten tendencies, uh, particularly in the wake of the 1992 Eddie Marbo uh, decision alongside a racist tattoo. Um, 1998, he was released from prison uh, living in Derby, running drugs and driving road trains before resettling in Broome and running drugs to Sedan. We will never know about whether, unless Peter's body pops up somewhere, um, that's, there's no evidence to suggest he's alive, there's no evidence to suggest he's dead either. Here's another small article I'll read. 12th of December 2006, he appealed his life sentence in the Supreme Court claiming that evidence of Lees was tainted because she had seen a photograph of him on the internet before she was interviewed by police, as well as an article linking him to the murder. Now this is prior to him being picked up. 
the appeal was dismissed on 10th of January 2007, and in mid-August 2007, some sections of the Australian media speculated that Murdoch might soon reveal the whereabouts of Falconio's remains. Um, he did not enjoy the conditions of the Berrimah prison on the outskirts of Darwin and might reveal the location of Falconio's body in exchange for a transfer to a prison in Western Australia, given that all avenues of appeal had been exhausted. That was in 2013. It's 2019 now. Um, he's, he, he'll be 74 uh, when he's up for parole. So that... To me, well, if if he knows where the body is, I'm sure he would have, have said something. That's even if uh, Mr. Murdoch is he was found guilty by a jury of his peers. Now, as we've all seen um, in recent years, uh, particular types of DNA testing has come out, um, which has exonerated particular uh, prisoners, especially in America. Uh, that's a huge one. The justice system uh, over there seems to have failed uh, quite dramatically. Um, and I'm sure there's cases here in Australia as well where they're, they're no different, really. People go to jail. Sometimes it's, um, it's coincidental. Wrong place, wrong time. Now, there was a case um, many, many years ago. Um, now, this is, uh, this is a rough idea of um, what I can remember, but a man had an argument with his girlfriend. Then he got, he got up from his bedroom and they lived across the road from a jack-in-the-box, which is over in, over in America, it's... Um, I believe it's some sort of fast food restaurant. So he was he was an African American, and he got up. Uh, he had an argument. Went, I'm going to get something to eat at the Jack in the Box. Now he got in his car, and instead of going to the one across the road, he decided to go for a bit of a drive to clear his clear his um, mind, and went to one up the road. In the meantime, his girlfriend was uh, bashed close to death. Um, by another African-American, which is very coincidental. Um, she identified her boyfriend. And through the, the court, um, through the trial, basically or it was um, that why, why did you go all the way up to the jack-in-the-box a certain amount of miles away uh, when you could have went to the one across the road? Um, he wanted to clear his, clear his mind, um, so he wasn't angry when he got home. Anyway, his girlfriend identified him um, as the one who bashed her close to death. So I do believe years later, um, DNA put him not at the scene um, and he was released. So he spent all that all that time in um, prison and poor guy um, yeah wrong place wrong time basically uh, I'm I'm not here to say that um, Bradley John Murdoch's innocent 
no no means at all. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and and say that he's guilty either. Yes, there was um, particular uh, items found um, that would lead the jury to believe that he was guilty. Um, there are actually websites out there that would like to uh, free Murdoch. Um, yes, he was a bad man. But did he kill Peter Falconio? There's a lot of holes um, in this story. Especially um, what I've read on other reports is that Bradley Murdoch, once Joanne escaped, he, uh, he went looking for her with his dog. Um, if you were out to kill, if you just killed somebody, this bit of food for thought, if you killed somebody and dumped their body, apparently, or allegedly, where would you let the woman or whoever was there run off into the bush and hide? I mean, she couldn't have got far. Um, and also, he tied her arms behind her back, yet when she fought to not have her feet tied and the tape put over her mouth, let's face it, if you premeditated this particular killing, um, would, you, would you be blasé about it and just, oh, okay, let's, um, let's just tie the hands. She's not going to really go anywhere. Um, and then had three passes looking for her with his dog before he, he took off. I wouldn't let a witness get away. No way. Um, and the, how could the dog not find her? It just it doesn't add up. I'm sure there's other conspiracies out there um, about these situations. Um, also, he managed to drive a car drive the combi 90 metres or 80, 80, 90 metres into the scrub. Um, where was she at this stage? Was she uh, hiding? Who knows? So I hope um, I get a bit of feedback off this because this, this case is a, a big one for me and it's also a bit of a mystery. It's more of a mystery than, than a few of the others that I've... Uh, that I've podcasted lately, especially with the whole Martin Bryant uh, case. Uh, yeah, it's only a short podcast this time, but um, let me know some feedback uh, and we'll get go from there. Thank you.